Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hey, What's Your Problem? I'm Caroline, and today my co-host is in person with me. Hello. Who are you? I am Radeef Saza. I'm the co-host of Hey, What's Your Problem? And I cannot wait for today's podcast. Dude, I'm so excited. This is our first time we've got to do a podcast in person together. Yes, this um, is amazing. So if you guys don't know, Munif actually moved out here. What is it? Has it been a month now? March uh, first. Yeah, it's been a month. Been a month, but you really haven't been living here. You've been uh, traveling the world. So we've not been able to connect just because our schedules have been all over. So I know we were going to talk about me first, but because you've been traveling so much, I want you to open up why have you been traveling so much and then tell everybody the super secret trick on how you got paid to live in Phoenix. (laughs) So I've been traveling because I've been going around to different cities to do these Airbnb seminars where Noah Hoffman, Leo, and I uh, teach people how to find, fund, and furnish Airbnbs using none of their own money. So this has been really cool. I've been traveling. I've been doing these seminars. And we've, um, we've launched this 90-day Airbnb runway program where we we actually take somebody, in this case it's Leo, who's never done a deal before, um, never bought a property before, and we take them through the process of finding a deal, funding a deal, and then furnishing it as an Airbnb. So we're taking them through the process and we're showing everybody who's interested um, what that looks like. That's really cool. So Leo's not been in real estate before. I think he's done a little bit of wholesaling. I think he's done one or two deals. Yeah. That's really cool. Never owned any real estate before. Okay. So then how are you living here? How did you get paid to live here? What did you do? That's a different story. So um, when I wanted to move to Phoenix, Arizona, I I looked at the Airbnb rates, Mm -hmm. right? And it's it's just, uh, do you want to lose? Yeah, you're good. I want to actually look at you. I I looked at the Airbnb rates Uh and they were quite high. They were like double what I was paying my mortgage in Virginia. And I was like, no way am I going to leave my W-2 and then pay double to live somewhere else. This just didn't make any sense to me. So I thought, hey, I'm in real estate. I should be able to figure out a way to live for free. That was like my line of thinking. And I, I knew I wanted to move to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be here on the West Coast. So I like put it out there. And I think in like a few days, I think like literally a day and a half, somebody was moving out of Phoenix to Miami. And, um, you know, he had a lease already with the landlord. So I called him up. I said, hey, like, can I get your landlord's phone number? Does he have somebody else in mind to replace you? And he was like, no, it would be really dope. Like, he's a really cool guy. So he gives me his landlord's phone number. I call the landlord. I talk to the landlord. And the setup is this. The landlord actually lived in the main house. Okay. Because in Phoenix, I didn't know this, but um, in Phoenix, there's a lot of houses with a main house. And then there's like a little guest house. An ADU, additional dwelling unit. An additional dwelling unit, an ADU. We don't have a lot of those back in Virginia. So he lived, my friend lived in the ADU. Mm-hmm. And the landlord lived in the main house. And what, when I talked to the landlord, he said he actually wanted to leave and move out of the main house. Okay. And I asked him if he had a plan for this. And he said, no, 
I don't have a tenant. I have no idea how I'm going to do it. So I said, hey, Colby, his name's Colby. Hey, Colby, why don't I rent both of the units and I pay you one fee every month? And instead of me living in the main house, I'll live in the guest house and I'll Airbnb the main house. And that my goal is for that Airbnb to pay for both units and let me live for free. He agreed to it. He thought it was such a cool idea. He um, he really liked it. I had to tell him that, hey, I'm, um, I need a three-year lease because I'm going to be furnishing the, the, the whole place. I also... Um, I don't need you to worry about maintenance. I don't need you to worry about cleaning. I'm going to be maintaining the property. I'm going to be doing the pool, cleaning the landscape. So you're coming, you're coming up and covering all the objections yes. a potential landlord could have. On yes. This. Okay. Yes. Yes. And he loved it. He was like, Whoa, like no one's done this for me. Like all my tenants have to kind of deal with it. Um, the I biggest really, headache of being a landlord. Yes. All the problems. Like, I like, I like painted the picture of the idea and he loved it. And we signed the lease like in the next day. That's amazing. That thing is, it's cash flowing. Like it's actually making me money. It's making you money. So how much did you get it locked up for? And so how much are you grow? Like so how much like are you 3,300. For both. Um, for both. And I gross around 6,000. That's, so I, I mean, that's like, not so bad. And you're using OPM, other people's money, I'm assuming, to get all the so furniture. For, I furnished it using this one. I, I used my own money. For this oh, wow. Okay. I was living in it. I was like, I, I, I'm not gonna get private money for this. So okay. I I um I use my own money. So so what is your like I know we haven't really done a ton of like deal breakdowns on our podcast, but like what is your return on investment on this potential property? I mean on this yeah. property. So it's 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 you'd have to look at it from like how much I'd be paying to live somewhere. Cause like I'm not monetizing that additional dwelling unit. Right. So I'm actually living there. So I'm not only am I, I'm not getting the income from there, mm -hmm. but then I'm also not paying somewhere to live. So it's kind of like a wash. Yeah. Almost. That's very true. Right. So I would say I'm netting like all in, I'm netting maybe a thousand dollars a month. Getting paid to live somewhere else. I'm getting paid now. However, you have to think about it. The furnishing and the labor and everything all in costs me about $25,000. Wow. Because okay. I did not want to furnish it myself. Like you could have done the whole thing for maybe like anywhere between 13 to like 16, dollars $17,000. Mm -hmm. I, I hired somebody to do it because I'm busy. Yeah, you're traveling. So like that money that I get, it's like kind of paying myself back. So. And that's really cool. That's actually a very big point to talk about because you're delegating tasks. I feel like yes. so many things when you get started, at least for me, I'm like, I want to understand how everything works and I get so muddy and I'm in it, I'm kind of drowning and I can't take care of everything else. Like you haven't really been in Phoenix much at all. Like you've been in Texas, you've been in California. Yes. I mean, yes. you were in Florida, you were yes. in Atlanta. Yes. You're just like, try, like where in the world is uh, Munich, San Diego? That's what it's been. <laughs> yes, that's how it feels. Yeah, well, that's really cool. So here's my question because I've been looking into Airbnb arbitrage. Yeah, I was thinking like, you know, I just I was just at a mastermind which I'll talk about. But there's one guy who has 11 units that last month took home or made 115 thousand dollars. So Airbnb arbitrage is really cool. But what I want to know, I was thinking about this. If I got into it, I was thinking of doing like a lease option. Have you thought about like- That's a really good idea. Is it? Yeah, because for the lease option, for people that don't know what a lease option is, it's you're leasing it with the option to buy it down the road. Right. And why, lease option, why would a lease option in your mind be 
a beneficial thing to do. So an arbitrage is a lease that you turn into an Airbnb and you make money and you don't have to like come up with all this money. Like you don't have to close. You don't have to come up with a down payment. Can't pay taxes. Tax, all of this stuff. No PITI, right? It's just rent. Mm -hmm. A lease option is a lease where you have an option to buy the property at a fixed price. At the end. There we go. That was the main thing I want to hear from right. you. So the cool, like, especially Phoenix, it's so different from the Midwest or really the East right now. Everybody is moving to Arizona. Like Arizona for the last year and a half has been the hardest market in the world to buy a house in. Mm. Everybody's buying houses here. I mean, we have people from California that have insane, insane amounts of cash. They're coming here and spending a hundred thousand dollars over asking, like, just dropping cash on the property. So it's been really hard to buy, but because of that, there's certain pockets of the Phoenix metropolitan area that have appreciated by 115%, 150%. So the trajectory is Phoenix is just gonna continue to go up in value. So like what I was thinking, just, I'm, I know Monique knows this, I'm just saying this so everybody can understand, like if you do a lease option, you're locking, locking it in at the fixed price. And then in a few years you get to buy it. Like if we have another, God forbid we do, but another COVID where things, we have a scarcity of pro products, properties, and it drives the value up even higher. So if you're locked in at, for example, that's not a Phoenix price here, but like a hundred thousand dollars right. and we have another pandemic and it skyrockets. And then you, the house appreciates to 250, $300,000. I mean, you're just cash rich in equity. And then you can just go cash out refi if they drop the rates again. And I mean, you're getting tax free money. It's like, a, that, that's the only thing I was like, I really don't know if I want to get stuck with dealing with landlords. So Tom, the guy who's doing Airbnb arbitrage, he was just saying some of the issues he's had with the arbitraging. And I guess that's me being a little bit scared about it. Sometimes the landlords don't jump on issues that happen immediately. Like AC units going out, having to take care of that. So are you maintaining everything? I'm maintaining everything. Wow. So at the end of the month, are you just reaching back out to the property owner and just saying, Hey, I fixed the AC unit. I'm going to deduct this from my, rent. my, um, my tool. So I made a deal with them. Okay. This house was very recently. Renovated. It was renovated completely oh. last year. I remember seeing the pictures of it. It was beautiful. Very nice. So I took a gamble a little bit. Mm -hmm. I said everything under five grand, like I will cover. Wow. Yeah. So I kind of bribed him a little bit. Okay. So I was like, but I mean, oh. it's, it's all benefits. If you look at it, if I'm the seller in this situation, he's, oh, he's loving it. Right. <laughs> no headaches. You never call me unless it's under five, over $5,000. I'm making, I'm assuming, I wonder how long he's owned it. He's got to be cash flowing probably. Yeah, I know, I know how much he- How much um, is he cash flowing, roughly? He, so he, his mortgage is 3,300. Oh, okay. And he, I pay him 38. Okay, so he got some cash flow. But it's like easy, easy cash flow. Yeah, set and forget it. Right, and so I like do all the headache. I like take all, the, all this like, like I treat it like it's my property. Mm -hmm. So like if anything breaks, I go fix it. And like, it's all like this active work I do. And like, I'm, I'm like paying myself back for the furnishing. And so it's pretty much like, this is how I look at it. It's like, hey man, you can live somewhere for free for three years, you put down a $25,000 deposit and at the end of the three years, you can take the deposit back. Yeah, That's how I look at it. I'm like, this is a win. Right. Yeah, and I mean infinite return, oh, almost infinite returns, other than your twenty-five grand you put in. If you were using other people's money, oh, well, yeah, infinite returns in that aspect. But still, I mean, the Airbnb market's so great; you don't have to deal with like evicting anybody. So I just thought that was really cool. I wanted everybody to hear about how you're living here. You're getting paid to live here, right? Right. Which is really neat. Once I pay myself back, I mean, it's, it's money. It's 
but my 25 grand, it turned into more money and I got to live for free. That's like, that's a dream come true. That's so cool. I love it. So what do you think about Phoenix? It's great. But uh, so right now we are in an, in a co-op we're in the WeWork office space. Yes, I How love far? WeWork. <laughs> How far are we from your, uh, your little About bungalow? 13 minute drive. That's not bad at all. Oh, Faisal told me you're right by Encanto. Yes. I play kickball every Sunday in Encanto Park. Oh, so you drive over to where I live. Yeah, so That's I'll cool. have to come over and see you uh, this, Saturday, this Sunday. Um, <clears throat> but, okay, so anything else exciting going on? Yeah. Okay. I'm doing a 25-hour live. 25-hour live. What is yes. that? When is that? When's it happening? So so it's technically 25 hours and 59 minutes. Uh -huh. It's this Saturday. It starts at 3 a.m. Arizona time this Saturday, and it ends at 5, uh, 59 a.m. Sunday. And the purpose of this is I'm highlighting 100 students in sub two. I'm, I'm giving each of them 15 minutes to share their story and to get any kind of feedback or help from them. Okay. Right? Because like, Caroline, we've talked about this before. People ask all the time, hey, can I pick your brain? Can I pick your brain? Can I pick your brain? Half of that phone call, and they say maybe it's a two-minute call, but it's always at least a minimum 15-minute call. Minimum. Mm -hmm. And half of it is like, hey, here's my situation, and what can you do to help me? Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? Like, I want to take 100 of those calls. I want to help 100 people, but I just don't have the time to spread it out. So I'm like, why don't I just dump them all at once, get them all out of the way, right? Cause like I can do 25 hours and I'm done. Like I've helped my, I've reached my goal, right? Mm -hmm. But then if I stream it, other people can get value from other people's calls. So you this can is, learn from it. you can learn from it. So like say Bob has a problem, he calls me, he's like, hey, I work at nine to five, I have two kids. I wanna get into Airbnb arbitrage. Like what can I do? Jerry might be in the audience going, man, I literally like Bob, but I have the same situation. And when I tell Bob something, Jerry can get value from it. That's huge. I, I, if I were going, I'd hope I'd be like number 10 or number 15, just so I, I hope all of my previous questions get answered so I can get to the nitty gritty with you. Oh, that's so good. So like, so there's a hundred. So like number Ooh, Maybe nine. I want to be 50. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be fun. I'm really, really excited. So another thing that I'm curious, and we'll talk about what I've been up to, but you're doing, you're, you're fasting right now for Ramadan. I'm fasting. Right okay. Now. This fascinates me because my friend, one of my friends back from Florida is also Muslim and okay. she shared kind of what Ramadan was. And yeah. I had no idea. It was a, I'm going to see if I can find the picture of it. It was a picture of an iceberg underwater. So like you could just see the top of the iceberg and then the bottom of the ice, you know, you can't see everything underwater. Right. So the top of it was, I'm just fasting. I'm not drinking water and eating food. Uh, I'm doing it for religion. And on the bottom of it, it was kind of like, I'm getting closer to Allah. I'm, you know, I'm practicing my self-control. That's important. So tell me a little bit about that. I'm going to look for this photo. I just, like, what sure. is Ramadan? And why is it so special to you? Because I know we're getting off. I mean, this isn't really a problem, but it fascinates me. And like yeah. we've been talking about doing cold showers and we've done the 75 hard and miracle morning. It's so cool. I like to push myself. So what is this for you? So Ramadan is a holy month um, for Muslims. In Islam, Ramadan is, is, one of, is, is the holiest month of the year. And Muslims, they treat it as a month of prayer and fasting. Okay. And so for me, actually, I haven't fasted in almost a decade. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I, I don't fast every year. And it's because I have, um, I get very like cranky. I get headaches and I like, I like don't function on no food. I like don't function. I'm cranky. I'm irritable. And this year I wanted to practice, um, temperance. Okay. I wanted to practice, um, that self-discipline and self-control. And I didn't want that to be the reason why I didn't fast. So it's been difficult. How, how, how far into Ramadan are we? I think this is day five. So it started Saturday. Okay. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, this is day six. Okay. Um, and finally, I've gotten more or less used to it. But the first four days were very difficult. Mm -hmm. And so you wake up an hour before the sun rises and you eat and you drink water to because prepare yourself for you have to day. prepare yourself. And then as soon as the sun rises, you cannot eat or drink anything. And you actually gum. No. Wow. And it's not, it's more than that. Um, you, you know, there's certain things that can break your fast. Like, um, you can, you must, you must abstain from everything. Okay. Right. So even swearing, um, just, any temptations, uh, even just being angry, these things can break your fast. So it's a temperament thing. It's temperament. So I like I'm like on hyper vigilance because I can see myself like I'm on the phone with like Best Buy customer support, <laughs> and I'm just I'm just so hungry and I have a headache and thirsty, and they're just like putting me on hold and like the next person is transferring me. That I might. Snap. Take it out, yeah, on, on the person, and this is the time to say no. Like, you know, uh, treat people with extra kindness this month. That's really cool. I think it brings to light like a mindfulness to it as well. Yes, because we get so lost in the sauce in life, and yes. that I'm one of those. Like, I'm actually trying to be more conscious of um, more of what's coming into my mind, even more. But like, how I'm communicating. I'm yes. a fast talker by nature. Right. Um, actually my voice is not fully recovered. So I did that Tony Robbins event, unleash the power. Tell me about it. I will tell you about that. And then I did the mastermind, which I'm like the speaker box. And my voice is still just a little bit raspy as that was three weeks ago that I did Tony Robbins event, which is incredible. I actually bought, um, so it's a, you do it at home. I bought a pass to go and do it again in July. I'm going to actually find my mom out here. We're going to do it. Actually, I don't know if we're going to do it here because it's like 120 degrees in Arizona in July. Yeah. And uh, I might just like be like, let's go get an Airbnb in like Lake Tahoe or something and do it there. But um, it's really cool. Before I go into the whole Tony Robbins event, I just think I just, I'd never understood what Ramadan was. So I was raised Catholic. Um, I think we've talked about a religion before, but like in my mind, I just didn't know the, everything that came into being a Muslim. And, you know, you see American media and how they kind of throw Muslims over, under the bus. And it's really cool. Like there's extremists in any religion. Um, and I didn't understand how beautiful the Muslim religion was. And I think Ramadan is amazing. I guess it's similar to Lent in an yeah. aspect, but I mean, I was raised Catholic. You give up chocolate for, you give up one thing, you know, Ramadan really, I feel like just seeing that post and like being able to talk with some people that are doing Ramadan, I think it's really cool. And like, that's, a, that's really incredible that you're doing it. So the first time in 10 years, you're you excited to like, how do you feel overall right now? You've been, you're on day six. Have you had any I'm like very hungry? Very, <laughs> very hungry. I'm thirsty. I, I, I wish I almost wish I drank a little bit more water this morning. How much are you drinking in the morning? Um, maybe four, you know, like those um, 
four glasses four big ones yeah the the bottle of water the regular stainless mm, maybe okay. i drink three four of those in the morning but maybe today i drank two and a half oh um and then the evening maybe i drank about three or four so when the sun sets you can have as much as you'd like for it's just difficult because your stomach um, contracts i'm sure it shrinks so you think you can eat all this food but you can't you eat a little bit and your, your stomach's full wow so what are you eating when you're eating? I'm get, I would assume because you can't eat as much, you might be eating healthier. So I'm you can get eating, more nutrition. Yes, I'm, I'm going for nutrition. I'm not going for the fried foods. I'm going for rice. I'm going for vegetables. I'm going for fish, uh, chicken. I had a little bit of red meat yesterday. Um, a lot of vegetables. Uh, in the morning, I like to have eggs, bagels, um, avocado toast, these things. All the millennial foods. The millennial foods. Okay, that's really cool. No, yeah, I just, I thought, I saw that the other day, I was like, Ramadan is so, it's cool, it gets you closer to whatever your goals are, and then just talking about kind of, I meant to mention this when you brought the Airbnb arbitrage, you're moving out here, manifesting, I'm sure, like, yes. you probably have a little bit more clarity, Yes. you're more intentional in what's coming in, and what you're letting into your brain, so, yes. with that, I'll segue into doing the Tony Robbins event, so it was actually gifted to me, I think we've talked about on previous episodes, kind of like the whole self-help yeah. getting into stuff i used to think it was all foo-foo like people were crazy doing it and like what goes into your mind and what you think really affects your day in your life like every day we have forty-six thousand thoughts and over half of them are the thoughts we had the day before hmm. which is crazy wow yeah it's pretty wild I didn't know that. yeah great. i went and saw the, the tony robbins event and it was it was you know it was great it's an inch you know and my my sales mind i see this as an a low-level ticket item they get you into the event and they're going to upsell you to other things but there really is some great content in there and it comes back into like what you feed yourself is what you are like if you eat a bunch of pizza you're going to be a piece of pizza if you take in a bunch of depressing things like you're on the news and you're not doing anything to better yourself you're going to be a depressed mess and yeah. like you're just going to like tear yourself apart as well so it was incredible it was a, a four-day event started from thursday to sunday and they were long days. They were like 12, 13 hour days. And I mean, thankfully I'm here. We started at 6 a.m. my time. They were doing it across the world. There was 26,000 people wow. in the uh, Unleash the Power event, which was really cool. Tony Robbins had built out a factory in Florida, has like walls of screens so you can see everybody on their Zooms. It was, it was in incredible. And it was mainly talking about the limiting beliefs that we have. Mm -hmm. So I wish I would have brought my journal with me that I got from the event. But one of the things, you know, everybody sees me. I, I hear this all the time. Caroline, you're so consistent. I, you know, what everybody sees from us is completely different from what we have in our head. Right. You know, we're always our harshest critic. And like in my head, if I mess up, I, this is I'm a perfectionist to a point. I sometimes let things slide, but when something goes wrong, I'm like, well, you know what? I mess up on this. For example, I had a cookie today and I was telling myself I was going to have a cookie. Might as well have two more cookies. You know what? Mm -hmm. I don't really, I should spoil myself. I really never have cookies. Let me have five cookies today. And I'm going to go back to the way it was. And it's, you know, and I did the Tony Robbins event. And I've been seeing a therapist now for geez, two years since COVID started. I regularly see a therapist and she's been like, Caroline, you get a little extreme on things. So what I'm realizing, and I, you know, it takes you seven times to really hear something for it to resonate. And it was finally like, gosh, I need to do things in moderation. And Tony was talking about when he was younger, he's been, He's been speaking. He's got to be, I think he's 63, maybe. He's been doing this since he was 17. Wow. He's been on the road talking and helping people. And the really cool thing about Tony and talking about delegation and just kind of like how everything comes back full circle. And what we've learned in the mentorship that we're in is like 
Delegation is key. And like, if you don't know the answer to something, that's fine. Go find the expert that is, mm -hmm. is great at this. Let me ask Munich, the Airbnb guy, how I should get my first arbitrage going, how I should get my first property going. And um, anyways, the whole point was, I, one of my limiting beliefs was I'm not consistent enough. And one of the exercises we did was we wrote down if like, what are you not consistent or what is your first limiting belief? It's like, I'm not consistent enough. And then it's put write down what, um, what these limiting beliefs have cost you. So it really makes you what I like about it. And we were doing it this morning on the daily dial. And you're like, I said, I, I forgot to, poor Munif got up early at 5 a.m. I was like, I, so, I totally forgot to text you. I don't need you today. Go back to sleep. And you're like, I have an hour till the sun rises anyways. Let me get some food. <laughs> but um, I'm sharing a, a process with everybody. But the cool thing that I like about Tony Robbins is he, you know, the biggest thing I'd say, I know I get all over the place here, is keeping people engaged. So keeping people engaged doesn't mean talking at camera, talking at people like, you should be doing this. You need to do this. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Instead of asking questions. Why is this important to you? What happens if you continue down this path of this self-limiting belief? So in the self-limiting belief box, I finally wrote down by being, by not being consistent, what does it cost you? And I was like, gosh, this has costed me. This has cost me happiness. This has cost me like probably over a million dollars. This has cost me relationships. This has cost me my health because what I do, and it's talked about comforting. And um, one of the things we've talked about is comforting. And when we were talking about our cold showers, we talked about um, breathing exercises that we do. Right. You know, it was fascinating to me that Tony broke down smokers and binge eaters are doing the exact same thing as people taking cold showers. Because when you smoke, you're taking a drag off a cigarette and it affects the way that you breathe. When you're eating, if you're binge eating food, it slows down the way that you breathe because you're, you're eating yeah. so much food, you got to take yeah. these deep breaths. So I was just like, oh my gosh, like everything is really interlaced. But I, so health was one of them. I, I mean, I'm not obese, but I'm not, I want to be within 5% of the body fat for women that are my age. I want to just get really healthy, mobile. We've talked about that before, but it's cost me relationships. It's cost me um, my own happiness and the success that I owe. Like if I'm successful, if my cup's full, it pours over to other people around me. I'm able to give back to other people. And I just realized because I've been having this limiting belief of I'm not consistent enough, I just quit. I quit too early. Mm -hmm. And then I had another one was I'm not smart enough. Or, and I wrote down all these things. But the whole exercise was think about how you feel like when you don't do well at something and you talk down to yourself. Like how much does that add to your like to your shoulders and weight? Like what do you, how do you feel if you kept thinking with this limiting mindset five years down the road? How would that affect you? And I was like, geez. I keep thinking this mindset that I'm not consistent enough. I'm going to just keep quitting and not going to finish anything. And I'm going to be in the same spot that I'm in right now mm -hmm. or where I was. And okay. Now think about it. If 10 years down the road, you keep this limiting belief, what will it cost you? My like, gosh, 10 years down the road, if I'm still thinking I'm not consistent and I'm not doing the things that I owe to myself, I'm going to be depressed. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to be more overweight. I'm going to be renting a home forever instead of finally owning something and having, you know, equity and things. So, I really like the entire Tony Robbins event. They had people come in and talk about our health. So I'm actually going to, maybe this is something you could do. Um, there's a gentleman who came on who's called the medical medium. Okay. Uh, a lot of people have been following him. I want to get into juicing celery. Um, I do not like celery. I think celery might be, well, this is somebody who would like, eat celery. I don't know about you guys. If anybody here likes celery, I, please tell me why. But for me, celery, you need to slather peanut butter on it. I yes. was like, what a weird vegetable to have. It's stringy and weird. But if you juice celery, it actually helps clear up your skin, uh, 
remove mental fog and it just makes you feel better. So I'm like, you know what? I need to be more intentional in what I'm eating. So with you doing Ramadan, what you're eating actually can't like yes. factors in so much because your stomach has shrunk and what are the things that are actually going to add value to you. But like, we've talked about this as my affirmations. I'm going to eat things that are, you know, not just for taste. They're going to give me more, more value and have right. clarity. Overall, the whole point of the year is I want to just be a, a healthier version of myself, but hands down, one of the best events, he did a lot of rewiring, a lot of homework, a lot of interaction, which I really love. So I would highly recommend, I mean, in July, if you can do it with me, I think it's July 14th through the 18th. Is it live? It's live. It's live. I bought actually three extra packages because you do a thing where you break through a board. I, I did a punch through a board. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was, it was really neat. I enjoyed it. Um, they talked about the physiology, how you want to be in your peak state. So like if you go into an activity and you're like, man, it really comes back down to what we've learned forever. But if you go into something and you think, God, I'm going to stink at this. Mm. I'm not going to do a good job when I call this person about the Airbnb in Phoenix. He's never going to sell it to me. He's not going to work with me. This is going to be a bad call. I'm not going to, you know, you just talk yourself down. But if you go into it and you're in a peak state, you're like, I'm going to come in here and solve the problem. This is going to be the best call that I've ever had. I'm going to solve this guy's issue. He's never going to deal with this pain again. I'm going to make a great call. So how you talk and how you carry yourself is huge. And I mean, to sum it all up, best experience. I am a Tony Robbins groupie now. Great stuff. As you can tell, I was sharing the uh, mastering influence this morning and I loved it. So went from that and uh, did straight into one of Pace's masterminds, which was really cool. And just learning again, the power of social media. So anybody watching this, I implore you guys get on social media. These are, these are Instagram handles. It's mine. That's Monif's interactive people. Your network is your net worth. And that was another thing. Tony has 180 businesses. He's a partner with a ton of people and whatever, you know, where focus goes, energy flows, whatever you focus on, you're going to be able to accumulate it, manifesting it. Yeah. And that was just, I was like, I've heard all of this before, but I feel like sometimes I'm multitasking and I'm thinking of two things at once. And it's having no distractions and completely working on this was by far the best thing that I can do. I mean, I laughed, I cried, you do like some meditations, you think about what you're grateful for. Um, an amazing, That's amazing, amazing time. Yeah. It sounds so incredible. Yeah. You got to do it. I will. Yeah. I want to do it now. All right. Like, you get, sounds... you get one of the boards, you get one of the boards then in July. Boom. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, we have some comments here. Oh, nice. Primal Eskimo. What's going on? I want to know who Primal Eskimo is. Health is just as important. It's a great, oh, they're doing a great job, Neef. Okay. Go ahead. Read the question. How do you guys organize your time between taking care of health, diet, exercise, while wholesaling and taking care of your business? This is a very good question. Dang, that's a You go first. Tell me. Because you're doing Ramadan right now, so. I'm still going on hikes. You are? I eat, I drink. Are you hiking in the morning? I hike in, um, right before. Uh, so I eat, drink, make my prayer, and then I go on a hike uh, right as the sun's rising. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't sunrise beautiful here? It's beautiful. Guys, if you ever visit Arizona, you need to do a hike first thing in the morning or in the evening. Mm -hmm. I would not recommend afternoon because it's getting hot now. But the cool thing about Arizona is the dirt out here makes the sky like purple. It's the coolest thing ever. But so tell us, how are you manifest or manifest? How are you managing your time? Uh, I wake up early. I don't like to stay out late. Set intentions? Very much so. I, I don't. Uh, I don't really go. See, the thing is, uh, I've noticed that when. No, I, this is my tendency. If I'm hanging out with somebody and they're like, hey, let's go do this, I get sucked in. I'm the easiest person to close. 
I'm a salesman, I'm a closer, but I'm the easiest person to close. So someone's like, hey, let's stay up till 2 a.m. Let's go do this. Let's, I get so sucked into it. So what I've been doing is I've been very intentional with who I hang out with, what I'm doing in my evenings. And like, I really like my day to day is like, wake up, eat, make my prayers, go on a hike, come back, um, come here to WeWork. I shower, I change, uh, I come here to WeWork, I work um, around later in the evening, I leave, I go, you know, break my fast. And then I'm done, I relax, I unwind, and then I go to bed early so I can do it again. This is a high balance. Yeah. I just try not to add too many things to my life. I like that. So what I would say for me, how do you manage all that? I have, I have shiny object syndrome. That's something I struggle with all the time. So I would say really like without a morning routine for me, I'm lost. I will not be as efficient as I should be through the day. So what I do is I also set my intentions. Um, I know we were doing like our weekly scheduling on Sundays, but we've been so busy now that we're yeah. traveling and everything. I have not done a great job. I've been actually kind of mixing it into my Monday morning for the week, mm-hmm. but writing out like what's important to me. So I know like, each morning I do a zoom. I do coaching calls from 5am to 9am Pacific standard time at the moment. And then I know during that time, I actually typically on one of the, one of the zooms right now, it's been the the later one because I'm doing a presentation on the first one. I'll go for a walk in that. So I stack my activities together. Mm -hmm. How can I do two things at once? So when I was doing 75 hard, I had two workouts a day. Yeah. I had to do one had to be outside one had to be inside. So I was super tight. We talked about this uh, when we talked about the Can't Hurt Me book. I would be stretching in the evening doing my second workout. I was doing yoga while reading a book. Wow. So trying to find ways where I can multitask. So I want to spend time with my sister. I'm going to hang out with me and my friends. We're hanging out right now yeah. and but catching we're, up. We're doing the podcast. And we're multitasking. So right. I'm stacking activities. I was here. I was doing some comps. I was shooting out some offers. Find ways, if I were you, find ways where you can. You're selective on who you hang out with, yes. who's going to be a good influence to you because I'm the same way. Oh yeah, let's be spontaneous. You know what? Let's go have five cookies, whatever it may be. Um, but figure out who is important to you and who can help you get to where you want to go. So I think we may have covered this before, but like these are these are three things that are important to you. This is something I have learned. One, what do you want? Okay. You have to have clarity. You can't be like guiding yourself through and just hoping things will eventually happen. One of the things I think this whiteboard, but I'm just like, I don't want to use it. But one of the things I have on my whiteboard is do the work. Nobody's coming to save you. And for the longest time, I mean, I didn't grow up like wanting for anything really, but I always just kind of thought life would fall into place. I think we're kind of taught, you know, from a young age, go to school, do your work, do your homework, show up, take the test, get good grades. You're going to be fine in life. The education system trains us to be workers. Yes. Okay. So, you know, I always just thought when I'm 30, I'll be a millionaire. Things will come into my place. I know people it's going to happen just was coasting through. I would say I was probably coasting through like, I was a hard worker. I mean, I had a small business, but like, I just thought things would eventually fall into place. I wasn't going above and beyond. So what I would say is have clarity on what you want. Be very specific. You can't be vague about it. So for example, we are wholesaling or finding Airbnb arbitrage, whatever you want through the day, you want to work out, whatever it may be, have clarity on what you want and then figure out how you can make it work. Reverse engineer it into a way that it'll function and work for you. So I know what specific times in the day are best for me. When can I reach out? Cause I'm doing stuff in Atlanta. We're here in Phoenix. Mm. I'm wholesaling in Atlanta. 
So my day, I'm like sending out, I was comping property. I woke up at 3 a.m. today. I was comping properties and sending them out 3.30 to 5 because wow. then my Zoom started. So from 3.30 to 5, I'm messaging people over on the East Coast. The life hack of us being here on the West Coast is 3.30, 6.30 over there. So 5 a.m. to 8 a.m., I can immediately make offers and it's going out and like we're good to function. So I would say, how do you balance it? What's important to you? What, like, what is the biggest part of your day so money making activities need to happen during money making hours yes like that i think is the you need to figure out what you want have clarity on that goal and then work backwards from that and don't do things that are not going to be making you money during hours that are not not money making hours so don't be building out your logos don't be building out your crms those things should be happening early in the morning or late in the evening or Delegate it off to somebody. Delegate Delegate everything. I mean, then you have so much more time. One thing that we will never, we cannot make more of is time. Right. You know, and I know something that's really important to me is getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. So I like, I go to sleep early because I'm up around three. I go to sleep around, I'm trying to be asleep by 830. Yeah. What about you? I know that we were talking about sleep stuff. I feel like you never get enough sleep. Where are you at in your sleep right now? I'm about anywhere between four and a half to seven. Four and a half. Okay. Four and a half to seven. I fluctuate. But uh, how do you feel with four? I hate it. I hate it. Last time I got like five, maybe, maybe five, maybe four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my sleep. I like eight. So I, my goal is to be in bed. I have to be bed. by five. I like to be in bed before 10. Maybe nine is great. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't function well on this. No. And I just, that's the other thing. Coming back into eating healthy, I want clarity. Mm-hmm. I want to be sharp. I want to be able to solve problems like, I don't know if Faisal just snuck in here to grab his computer, but you were out taking another business call. Mm-hmm. I'm in here comping properties and I'm talking to Faisal. I'm like, Faisal's making good money. He's, he's making five figures a month right now. Yeah. And he's not involved. He's just like yes. a, delegating everything. Yes, he's very good. And I'm like, gosh, you know, I, I told you about an opportunity that's fallen into my lap that I'm going to go go work with later today. But like, guys, you can't make more time. You can't get time back. You need to keep moving forward. What's my next step? Correct and continue. How can I make the most out of this? If this happens again, how can I help somebody? So what I love about our podcast and what we do and just overall, because you're going to be doing that live this weekend, we giving back when you serve other people, it actually comes back, I think, tenfold to yourself. Yes. Because when you're talking to people or helping them, you're learning through it as well. They have more opportunities falling into your lap. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So a roundabout answer would be have clarity on what you want. And figure out how you can stack activities and make sure that you have enough time. If you have an empty cup, you can't fill up anybody else's cup. And when you're serving others, dude, they they feel inclined to give back to you. Yes. Like when you help me out, I'm like, whatever you need, Munif, I'm gonna make sure that you're taken care of. Like I remember you had your first meetup out here. I was so excited to see you on like the dope. stage. And I was like, I gotta scoop in here. I gotta like. I gotta like clear the way for Munif again because it was getting sidetracked for a moment from somebody else. But I'm like, I want to protect my Munif. I want to make sure he's doing well. So help other, <laughs> help everybody, and uh, but make sure you're putting yourself first. So what's important to you? I think is what I would say. I love it. That's such a good answer. Yeah, that was so good. There's anybody? We've got 22 people here live. We didn't even announce we were going to be doing this. Um, does anybody have any more questions for us to answer before we kind of get wrapped up here? I yeah. have a call uh, coming up in a couple minutes here that I need to take. So do I. I know we have a little bit of a delay on the live. Before we take any more questions or we wrap this up, yeah. Munif, 
Are you looking for more private money? What do you, like, if we want to bring value to you, because that's the biggest thing. So many people want our time. Yeah. How can we bring value to you currently? So I know a couple months back, you're trying to raise private money. Are you still raising private money? What are you doing? So, yeah, I, I could always, you know, always talk to a lender. Mm -hmm. I've got private money. I've got all the money I need right now, but I'll always talk to a lender. Um, what, if, if somebody wants to bring some value to me, sell me a deal. Sell you a deal. Sell me a deal. I Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the country. Nowhere Mississippi. Nowhere Mississippi. So I like <laughs> I like major cities. Okay, there we go. I like go. major cities. I like Memphis. Uh, I like uh, Nashville. I like I love Dallas. I love Houston. I love Atlanta. I love Charlotte. I love Raleigh. You know. All the all the popping areas. The popping areas. I love them. So sell me a deal. I'll be very happy. I'm the same way. Well, I don't see any questions coming in, guys. If you need anything, holler at us on Instagram. So happy that you guys get to see us. We did not coordinate this. We just showed up wearing the oh, exact yeah. same outfit. Can you believe that? It was dope. Um, <laughs> but uh, Manif, I'm so glad we have to do a podcast in person. Next time I want to do it in your studio. Let's do it. Let's All do right. It. Hey, thank you, everybody. Oh, Manif will be your buyer now. Look at that. All yes. right. Bye, everybody. See ya. Later.